Hello, hello. This is Jackie from Victory Chats with Jackie. Your victory starts here. And today I have the honor to collaborate with two fellow podcasters. One of them is Tisha from Letitia, sorry, um, from As I Grow. And the other one may be popping in shortly. Her, her podcast is called More Than Just a Podcast. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about postpartum depression. And I'm going to let her, I'm going to let Tish, uh, Letitia, sorry, uh, talk first. Mm -hmm. Tell, uh, to talk about the subject and why she reached out to get volunteers to um, to do the podcast in the first place. Anyway, go ahead. Hi, everyone. Again, my name is Leticia, and I am the owner and host of As I Grow Podcast. Um, to speak on postpartum, postpartum depression, um, I, I suffer from it. I'm suffering from postpartum depression now. I had my youngest nine months ago. Um, such a blessing. He truly is. And I never thought I would ever have to discuss postpartum depression and deal with it. And then just coping with it and speaking to so many different people, I realized, you know what? It's so many out there that maybe suffering from postpartum depression that really never spoke up about it. And maybe because of me, some, there may be someone like me because I wasn't going to speak up about it. Um, honestly, Jackie, the doctors just knew I was suffering from it, diagnosed me with it while I was pregnant because of an abusive relationship. They just knew um, they, they, all the symptoms were there. But I still wasn't going to say nothing. And if they didn't bring it up to me, I wasn't going to say anything because I thought I would be labeled. I already had so much judgment on me. It's so many eyes on me as, as is, you know, already. So that would have just been just stirring the pot even more of them like oh by the way i'm suffering with postpartum as well i just didn't want that judgment on me i didn't want to be being the bad mom and i'm not i'm a, i feel like i'm an awesome mom I, um i do whatever for my kids having postpartum depression doesn't make you a bad mom or i learned that fathers can have it too or father so i just wanted people out there to um the reason why I reached out because I wanted everyone to share their stories and you know, there's so many different, you know, ways people cope with it and so many different stories behind postpartum. It's a very touchy subject. It's a very much needed subject because it doesn't get talked about enough. You know? It is. Um, and like you, like you mentioned, a lot of people don't speak up because of the label. They don't want people to say they just dramatic or they are just, uh, what's lazy, or it's all types of titles that they put on there. Um, one mm. of the reasons why um, I wanted to share, or t that I volunteered, is I, like you, I suffered from um, postpartum depression. Um, my case, my case is a little bit, is a is a rather unique um this happened in 1997 and so like right now some people have their doubts or 
or really don't understand depression, but they really didn't talk about, I mean, people are more vocal now, um, 20, 20 something years later now than they were 20 years ago, because um, even the, the different types, like for instance, um, I'm just talking about uh, depression, about the, right. uh, the causes or the, the triggers to depression are different you know, different because they put more time and more research and discovering what depression really is. Um, and so they even have like uh, 1-800 numbers, 1-800 numbers if you're feeling depressed and they have a lot of nonprofits that reach out to groups. And I'm not saying that they did not, but it really wasn't like the normal thing, the normal thing and right. depression itself. Like if you had um, like bipolar, for instance, if a person mm -hmm. is diagnosed now as bipolar, they may have been called a uh, manic depressive. It would have been manic depressive. And it was another term, which I can't re really remember what it's called, um, what it used to be called. But anyway, um, with my situation, just I have two stories with depression. Number one, with the postpartum depression, when I had my child in June of 2000, excuse me, not 2000, 19, <laughs> 1997, because mm -hmm. I'm 40, I'm 44, and I don't have any intentions on having any more babies. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So I really didn't know what's, what was wrong with me. I mean, I couldn't even describe it. It was during the time where I was less vocal. Um, I was still in hiding too. And what I mean by hiding is I was hiding from the person who I thought that I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do. And I was just, I was scared out of my wits. Um, I was going through uh, a lot and I did not have anybody to really talk to with the situation and um, I experienced my uh, I started experience postpartum after my last child was born and five months later he passed away so the postpartum depression turned into Something else, this full-blown depression, because not only, and, and that happened like at the time where I had finally got to the point where I felt like I could accept the fact that I had another child. I started to like that, that postpartum, that depression had broke for a minute. My son had died and then it triggered me back into depression. Mm -hmm. And um, so... And then years later, years later, I found myself battling depression, which is something that I uh, vocally talk about, about conquering depression. And um, just, just a disclaimer, none of us are doctors. So, you know, what may have worked for me may not have worked for somebody else. Um, I actually looked up some things for uh, some updated information because some things that helped me um, get better is learning about what depression really was and trying to understand it. I mean, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that helped you get better? 
Well, I'm still suffering. I'm still going through, um, honestly, and it's a battle. I feel like I'm battling myself. Sometimes, uh, and you said a keyword, it's different triggers that happen. Like, I was doing well, okay for a little while, and um, honestly, they 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 trying to say that I shouldn't work for a little bit now, <laughs> but I'm just going to fight through it. But, you know, I usually walk and I keep active. I try to do things with my, my children. I meditate. I try to meditate. Um, I write a lot. That, that helps. The podcast even helps. But the certain trigger, I'm still struggling with it. Honestly, I'm still struggling with it. And certain things trigger it. This last past episode, I would say, um, where I wasn't 100% of myself was um, that triggered some symptoms was the, the shooting. Um, the mass shootings, the things like that would trigger it. And especially when it's, for me, I couldn't take, like, I'm, I'm having a hard time even speaking about it right now. Um, but seeing the, the, the kids being hard really just, it, it, it hurt, you know, and it just triggered, it triggered it, like, so I'm still dealing with it, you guys, I'm still dealing with it. What I do is I, I speak up when I'm down now. Before I, I didn't speak up, but now I speak up and I try to find peace. I try to turn, try to do something positive that helps me a lot. So the podcast, I feel like the podcast helps is something positive because the, the, the reason why I started doing my podcast is because I wanted to help, right? That's my main goal. So that helps out a lot. Not only is it's, I'm finding that's helping me and as well as I'm helping others walking, um, you know, and just keeping in prayer, trying to connect with people. And but I'm still I'm still going through. It could be it's, I, I'm I'm still battling, you know. Well, as long as you battle, to me, now you may feel differently, but to me, as long as you battle with it, meaning you're putting in a fight, then you are yeah. winning. You are getting better because that's the only way you can yeah. get better. It's it's a work in progress. As long as we keep working yeah. on progress. We can get better and we can be, we can successfully do the things that we really want to do. Mm. But, but it's yeah. important that, you know, we, we do what it, whatever it is needed for our own bodies. And, you know, mm. I, one thing I want to say is this is just my belief. And like I said, I'm not a doctor. But what I what I want to say is that even though we we listen to statistics, what works for one person's body may not work for other people's body. So um, I'm just I wrote down some some things that I had looked up. I had to get some updated information because I, I mentioned that one of the things that helped me get better and to like break the cycle I was in. And I'm going to tell you deeper about how far I went. Um, and you'll know once I get to some of the symptoms, um, like what I'll do is I'll just tell you where the information came from. And then I'll tell you some of the things that they said. Okay. Like the first one was the Cleveland clinic. Um, according to the Cleveland clinic, postpartum depression is common as many as 50 to 75% of new moms 
up to 15% of these women will develop a more severe and longer lasting depression after delivery. So just to let those who may listen to it, you're not alone. You know, exactly. Um, exactly. That, that was the um. Huh? Yeah, that was the key. Sorry to cut you off, but that's the key thing. I, everyone, I, um, I think people think the difference is like they don't understand that there's levels to it. So it's postpartum, which is the time after delivery that every woman goes through. That's the time after delivery where your cervix is shrinking back. Postpartum depression is something totally different. I think people are confused by the levels and then I think you're about to get hit right on it. I'm going to let you the next little step. Okay, it. then it says WebMD says that uh, these are just some of the symptoms and stuff that people could have. Um, crying spells, feeling unhappy about being a parent or being down about yourself as a mom may be the first sign. And they posted that in May 19 2019 medical news today says women uh women um receiving medical care 50 percent patients experience this depression more than more um okay so what i did was i looked up from a medical news today i had looked up information about how long it uh how long this depression lasts and according to them that when women receive medical care 50 percent of the patients experience uh depression more than one year after childbirth like uh, a year after childbirth right and then it says that the one 30 percent who don't experience it may have it three years may have experienced right. that depression three years. They also yeah, that, that mm-hmm. um, for some people that it may go away three months after giving birth. If the blue, if or it may not even show up. Within two until... weeks, seek treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, right. yep. And then some things that you can do, uh, 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 do, you know, of course, there's going to a therapist, there's medications out there. There's uh, taking care of your body is the biggest help that you can do, right? Because a lot of times when we have children, we neglect ourselves. We can or get in relationships. Sometimes we forget about us, right? And you yeah. have to take baby care of your body. Said, yeah. You have to talk about it. You have to take time for yourself, and you gotta set realistic goals for yourself. Now, those aren't the only treatment things but those are some of the common things that it lists this list there right the mayo clinic says that twice as many women than men experience depression now this this area goes outside of just saying postpartum um when i looked up this information i was talking about depression um more than men and they said it, it could be hormonal changes hereditary traits uh, personal life circumstances and culture, um, unequal power, status, worth overload, sexual or physical abuse can cause depression. Um, symptoms, okay, so I looked up on health 
healthline.com, Dr. Timothy J. Legg said 2008, uh, symptoms, uh, these are some of the symptoms, like the symptoms most of the day or mostly every day or for at least uh, two or more weeks, um, sad, sad mood, feelings of hopelessness, unworthiness, um, emptiness, anxiety, restlessness, anger, irritability, loss, um, loss of interest, in activities you once enjoyed, like lack of energy, fatigue, slow uh, thinking, slow move, movements, um, trouble concentrating, remembering, um, sleeping too much or too little, loss of appetite, overeating, craving, um, different foods, unexpected, unexplained headaches, stomach aches, um, pain, that don't have a clear medical explanation, uh, thoughts of death and suicide. So with me, with me, um, like with the, okay, so with after I had my after I had my child after I had my child, um, I the first thing I felt was. Like I was still doing my duties as a mom, like feeding them, taking care of them, but I felt off. I did not feel balanced and stuff. And I felt I had long, I had like five months, I was just feeling sad and I didn't know why I was feeling sad. I didn't know what was going on. I was just so unhappy and and it felt like I was, I was just really, really tired, even though I was still working, I was still taking care of my kids. At that particular time, I was married. Um, I was in a marriage that really wasn't healthy for me. Um, and I just felt really, really sad. And then when he, and when, when he, because I lost the son, when he passed away, that triggered just full blown depression and and I was like, I wasn't sleeping at first. And then the only way I could sleep was I was drinking. I was drinking heavily too. Like I would drink myself to sleep. Like, uh, and I would take my kids and stuff. Like they were spending more time at, at my mother's and sister's house, you know, because I wanted to go to sleep and I would drop them off so that they could watch them. And I would just get a bottle and just drink it until I went to sleep. And then um, sometimes when they were asleep, when they were at home, I would just be crying all night. And I was just so depressed for a really, really long time. And one of the things it mentioned that um, and the research is that sometimes with the triggers and stuff, it can pop up like three years or, or more years later. But as far as dealing with the death, my, my son had, and this is another thing that people really didn't know. My son uh, about had died from sudden infant death, right? So they couldn't explain why he had passed away. You know, they didn't really have as much information 20 years ago, um, and they really, truth be told, they really still don't know why it happened. It just happened. And only thing they, 
only thing they really tell you now to my knowledge is you know you have to you know just monitor the baby but that is unexplained yeah. so i was i was dealing with that loss and like even it had got so bad that um if i even said my son's name i would just burst out and cry cry and that took like 12 years and then you know one day i was um and and i was very nonverbal about it like i really didn't tell anybody what i was feeling and i mean those some people could see it and i guess the ones that noticed was probably the ones that's actually uh suffering depression and silence or lost a child and didn't talk about it you know um and then like uh and then I was able to function for a while. And then I had a, uh, I got sexually assaulted at work. I got sexually assaulted at work. And. At work? Huh? And. You said at work? At work. I got sexually assault, assaulted at work. Um, there were some other things that's go that was going on at work. And it and it caused it triggered a depression and I was just like feeling trapped and stuff and I and I was being treated like 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 I was a like I was the criminal you know and I kept yeah. I've kept being triggered triggered in that in that work environment and I felt trapped because I was in a I was in a position that I felt like I couldn't get out and because I couldn't quit my job because I had children to take care of. I had to take care of myself and I kept trying to find other work. And when I tried to find other work, um, I was being blocked by uh, my supervisor. Truth be told, I was being blocked. And uh, it had got so bad that my whole body ached. My whole body just hurt. And I I honestly wanted to like give up. And when I mean, when I say give up the ghost, I mean, I had suicidal thoughts, you know, um, I had suicidal thoughts. Like I was just, I felt trapped. I spent a lot of days. I mean, I wasn't drinking. At that particular time, I started going to what helped me is I started going to therapy. And at first I was like on on medication for a little a little while. And I stopped the medication because the medication at the time at, at the beginning, it was making me feel better. And then all of a sudden it started making me feel bad. Right. And um, which is, you know, one of the side effects of some some medications right um so i exactly. stopped that i stopped that i still was going to therapy and i one of the symptoms of depression is anxiety i was still suffering from anxiety real bad to where if i felt like really anxious i would like get away from that area and get off to myself i would take the anxiety pill and it would like put me to sleep and calm me way down and things of that nature and i just 
you know, truth be told, one of the biggest things that made it snap, uh, me snap out of it, um, besides getting away from that environment when I finally could get away from that environment, was, uh, was coming to the realization in order for me to get better, I had to be involved in my health. And, you know, like I said, it may be different from everybody else because at first all I thought was all I had to do was take this pill and talk to these people, but I had to do something about me. And for, I had to take care of myself and be comfortable with me and learn to love me and learn to take care of me and learn to be an active participant in my own recovery. And even my therapist was like really amazed by the results because a lot of people go through years and years and, and, and don't reach this, this point. But um, I started like I was doing meditation, I was doing exercises, and I started being being that advocate, I started advocating for myself. I started proclamations, declarations, and and started working with inside of me while communicating with my therapist and being honest and saying, "Hey, I got the, I had, I am suffering from depression," and and you know some people uh, spoke up saying they suffered from it too. Um, at one time I was hospitalized and stuff and I read a book. I read a book which helped me too to under, just understanding what depression was helped me. And so, yeah, I, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work staying healthy. You know, um, one of the things, unless you come on my live, you know, I'm, I'm obese and, if you listen to the one of the symptoms, I mean, some people think obesity is just from overeating. Um, there's many causes of obesity. I mean, dealing with that, dealing mm -hmm. with how society treats uh, a dark-skinned, obese woman. I mean, it's it's a lot of battles and learning how to handle that. Right. But it's like I said, it's a work in progress and it takes actively you doing something about it. I agree. And the first thing is letting somebody know something. Or if you know someone that's suffering, separate, you notice a change in someone, speak enough for them because they may not speak up for such a very strong will. Strong where people don't ask for help. They're really independent. Sometimes they just they don't ask for help. They may just be that person up that helps, you know? And then that's a whole other story because then you need to change the people around you. If you're the only one that can help everybody and you have no one you can, that can help you, and that was me. You need to start making some shifts. Um, just speak it up. It's the main thing. So, yeah. I actually have a... Um, I have a friend that lost her baby to say to a certain um so yeah, it was around they used to tell you to hold the baby one way. Now they really stripped on it now because it happens so often. 
like the baby on their backs now with nothing around them, but I don't know. They just don't. It's just something that's in this country only. It's really common. So many infant deaths. And only in this country, though, but, um, and I know she's battling with it, but she's trying to remain so strong as well. And all I do is to keep her in prayer keep her spirit up, too. But, there's so many different things. I don't know. Um, and then I'm, the thing about depression, there's no age, um, there's no age, certain age that you're going to experience depression. Because I remember being in school and I really didn't know much about depression. I just knew something was off on this girl. And I kept asking her, I was about 13, 14 years old. And I kept asking her, I said, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But, you know, it's something didn't seem right. It didn't settle with me right. And I kept asking people, did they know something different about this girl? And they, they didn't pay no attention, but it didn't sit right with me. So I almost got myself in trouble. I went to the counselor's office and I said, listen, you need to call. You know, I gave them her first name. And last name, you need to call, and I'm just going to make up a name just for, you know, this broadcast. I was like, you need to call Betty Sue and tell and have her come to this office. Now, this is me, quiet me, who really didn't say too much at that particular time. I took a stand because it just didn't sit right in my spirit that something was wrong with that girl. Girl, let me tell you. They had, uh, I, they went and called the girl or said they were going to call the girl because I refused to listen, leave the office and listen to them when they kept telling me to go to class until somebody did something, right? Like, that's what I mean by I almost got in trouble myself. So they called the girl in a class and to the office and the girl wasn't, you know, she didn't come back to school for a week or two. And so what had happened is, you know, of course, they can't tell you what happened later, but she told me. She gave me the biggest hug when she came back. She said, thank you, Jackie, for paying attention. She said that she was at the point that particular day she made up in her mind, and I'm trying not to get emotional. She made up in her mind that that was going to be the last day that she live that she was gonna go home and she was gonna commit suicide and even mm -hmm. though i'm 44 you know that stuff you know that actually happened that girl was 14 i didn't ask her i didn't ask her why i didn't ask mm -hmm. her i didn't get all up in her business ask her what was wrong with it the only thing i did was hug her and love her back mm -hmm. You know, because I mean, sometimes you don't understand what's going on with people. But if you could just mm -hmm. express your love and your concern or find somebody that can help them, you know, that can turn miracles. I mean, turn things because this girl did a um, what is it called? 180 turn because um, mm -hmm. she 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 the reason why she was out of school is because you know they went and talked to her parents and they went and started getting her medical medical treatment she went to a hospital at that particular time now this was like way over over uh 20 years ago so the, their method was different i can't tell you what actually happened this is the only part that i know but i know yeah. after that situation and she started getting treatment 
I started seeing Betty Sue, the regular Betty Sue again. Right. Okay. And that was the whole point. You know, if you love somebody or you even care, you know, don't ask them, well, why you act like that? Don't, don't do that. Just give them the love and understanding. Um, if you see it, you, there's a 1-800 number. I know one number is like, uh, what is it? 1-800-662-HELP, something like that. Um, I think so. I think talk, talk, the suicidal number. Yeah, that's a suicidal number. And then the the number that I gave was uh for it's a mental health number too. Um okay. I forget okay. what group that is, but anyway, but my point is get help. Get help because you are not by yourself. Yes, you may hear my baby. He woke up. Um I was trying to Oh, that's okay. We can like end the broadcast. I, I hate that. No, it's um, fine. It's fine. I wanted to mention one more thing because he's, he's a good baby. You know how really going on. Uh-huh. I wanted to mention you. You. I want to jump off of one thing you said. Like you said something about um, make time for yourself, and to, um, and that is important. So I know some people may be single moms like I, like I am. And he's like, I don't have time for myself. Well, I'm gonna find time for myself. I used to think that way too. And then I did a little research, like find some in your area, find some groups. It's this app called Meetup, and I know we don't have no sponsorship for them or nothing, but I don't care. It's helping people. Go um, ahead. This is just to yeah. help people, so. Yes, yes. It's, a, it's an app called Meetup. Well, um, and you can find, like, single mom groups in your area. Just communicate legal with people. You you never know. Um, I found some great ones. I even, I'm planning on moving soon. I even reached out to the city where I'm at and, and networked with the people that the city I'm moving to, you know, just get a head, you know, head start, I guess. And it helps because, you know, there's so many people just like you. So it's ways to make time for yourself. Just, you know, get to know people and become sociable that way. And, get to know uh, and, and, and if, if it's and, not any groups, there, that might be your opportunity to create a group. You can create yeah. a mom's club. I don't know if the, if everybody yeah. had seen that movie and stuff where the moms were like, <laughs> they were just moving like robots. They weren't making time for themselves and they decide to uh, get together, create a group where they would watch mm-hmm. each other's kids and, and, you know, they, which gave them time to just be by themselves for a moment and actually live their lives, which is a form mm-hmm. of therapy, you know, a form of, yeah self-care doing something for yourself um one of the things that i've done is like i have a group called uplift and um i pull talk about books you know different reading material and share my views and encourage other people to share their views and the whole purpose of the group i mean it's a facebook group is just to uh, be be your sister's keeper. I mean, eventually I'll make the group like co-ed, but the my my focus is um, trying to help up other women who have some sh- different struggles. Because um, a lot of times, uh, certain women may come to me and they see me and they see my positive attitude and they say, "I want that. I want that." How did you get to that point? And when I tell you it's a work in progress, it's a work in progress because those triggers that um, we mentioned and stuff, 
those things are still there. It's just like, I'm going to um, talk about something else that's relevant. Like if you were once an alcoholic, um, alcohol mm-hmm. is everywhere. I mean, if you were once a drug addict, drugs are still there. You mm-hmm. have to uh, be your own advocate and find a way. And that might mean you have to test some things out, you know, to uh, counteract those triggers. Do something mm-hmm. so you don't spiral in, spiral mm-hmm. too far. Because, I mean, I can't say that I don't have sad moments because I'm human. I'm going to have sad moments. Um, right. But mm-hmm. one of the things I, I continually that helps me is just talking about it. Be honest with myself. Um, having uh, conversations. I mean, just having conversation about, okay, why am I really, what is the underlying issue? Why am I feeling this way? Is there, um, there's a lot of things. I mean, like certain TV shows, and, and this might not be a trigger for you, but certain things on no, TV, it is. certain yep, things exactly. on TV, I don't watch because I know that mm-hmm. don't settle well with my spirit. I mean, with me. Yep. So certain things yeah. I'm not going to put in and for those who don't know, I like to talk about the four realms because in my opinion, my personal opinion, when we deal with something or we go through something, whether it's good or bad, we deal with it in four realms, which is one is the physical. One is uh, our mental. One is emotional. The other one is spiritual. The spiritual side is the connection, how you connect with things. Okay. Um, the physical side could be your symptoms and the the way the body reacts. Because when you get in depression, the body reacts a certain way. I told you that when I was in deep depression, I hurt. My whole body was aching. My I could not mm-hmm. eat. Um, I could not eat. My stomach felt like a knot. It hurt. Everything hurt. And I was mm-hmm. just moving in slow motion. I felt like I had did 100 hours of exercise without a break um but anyway so that's the physical um emotional is like the way you the way your sensories your senses react to certain things and then the mental is the way you is the control center that's the your thoughts your thoughts and what those emotions trigger trigger into your mind, which uh, causes you to be at this state of depression. So um, learning that information and learning how to watch for those, navigate through those things and putting more joyous things. And like I said, proclamation and joy, saying things and, and doing the work and doing things just for me. And like, for those who don't know it, like I was, I was only married for, um, I believe it was like six and a half years. And then in 2001, I said I had enough and I was still suffering from depression. I had enough and I got out of that relationship. It was a, it was a very poor relationship. I was in a relationship with somebody that was very neglectful. Um, he was, 
he had his own issue. I believe that he probably was suffering from depression himself. Uh, uh, he had a drug addiction. He had alcoholism. He had a lot of issues himself. So the only reason why I bring up the people is you have to, one of the things you control the triggers is if, if I'm using another example, if you are drug, if you are drug, if you are addicted to drugs and you're no longer doing drugs, so you're, you're trying to live a drug free lifestyle. You don't want to be around people to still use it until you build up strength. Now, some people like 20 years later, they can be um, a, a drug counselor and stuff like that. But what I'm talking about is when you in the thick of things, when you are in right. your primary or your elementary stages, you are very, very weak. And those, and like being around those things will make you, will tempt you to do those things. So you have to really change your environment. You have to change your environment. And, and when you by yourself, you know, you, you have your thoughts, that's that mental part. And you start thinking about those things. Well, you have to replace those things, those thoughts with something. And that means you need to do something physical. That's the exercise. You need to change your emotional, how you control your emotions is you need to find your happy place whatever that is, whatever, uh, like she says, one of the things that help her is doing the podcast about talking about these symptoms, about exercises and finding the joy again and working on self-worth and self-love. And then, it, and, and so, and understand that there's levels. You're going to continue to grow. Don't put, that's, you're going to continue to grow. So, yeah, we we've been on here uh like forty five minutes. Is it anything you think we should tell the people before we let before we get off? Um, I I need to say it again. Just make sure you speak up. And if, even if that we have apps, guys, like we search some meditation apps, some goal apps, some self um love apps or whatever. Um, what else do I reach out to some groups? Just be around positive people. Change your way of thinking or be more optimistic as far as your thinking pattern. One step at a time. Like I say, I'm a living testimony to that because I'm still dealing with it, still growing. I just got in the feel of wanting to dress up a little more again. So, you know, you can get through it. You got it. You got this. You got, you got this. Yes, I love that. So, yeah, that's all for... A victory chat with uh, with us. So if you hear this broadcast and you want to comment, feel free to reach out to one of us to As I Grow or Victory Chat. Um, you can also reach me if you want to talk to me personally on Instagram at route or root, depending on how you want to say that word, the number two, <laughs> victory where I do training on life and business. Um, that's all I have for today. Do you want to say oh, something guys, before we disconnect? Yeah, if you guys want to reach me out also on Instagram and Twitter and all those things, it's As I Grow Podcast on everything. 
and you can follow me on uh, there and reach out to me on as I grow podcast. Available everywhere on your streaming network. Okay, this has been a wonderful experience. I want to thank you before we hang up. Uh, thank you so much for t taking that step and that courage to reach out to other people to to help because you don't know how much your voice is, uh, how powerful your voice is just sharing your story, sharing it's a work in progress, sharing, telling people to take steps and to do this podcast. It takes courage. It takes heart. It's saying it that, listen, it's I am an advocate for my health, for me. And this is how I'm doing and you can do it too. So I just want to thank you. I want to just give you a virtual hug, literally. You know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I thank you as well. Sorry, you are here, my five-year-old now. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, this is real talk. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, okay. you all have a wonderful day. We're going to let you, you go. You too. Thank Bye. you. Have a good night.